Now approaching the tee. Broadcasting live from the Honda Classic. Here's Ken Lavica. It is Sunday at the Honda. A champion will be named by the end of the evening. We welcome you to Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3 from just off of the 10th tee here at PGA National. Another, and this is important to note, another windless day here at PGA National. Typically, Sunday has been the day where the wind picks up the most. It wreaks havoc. Remember Shane Lowry on the tee box last year. What had been crystal clear sunshine up to that point of the tournament. Shane Lowry needs a birdie on 18 to force a playoff. And what happens? The heavens open up. Shane Lowry is deluged. And Sepp Straka goes on to win the Honda Classic this year. Well, this is going to be a race to the finish. The conditions are perfect. It is warm. The greens are fast. There is no wind. And uh, PGA National, for a fourth straight day, should be able to be gotten to. And that is what is shaping up to be a special Sunday here at PGA National. Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3 for the next hour. We're talking Honda Classic. We're going around golf alongside Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Christian Cat back in the studios in West Palm Beach. Beach, and your leader is Chris Kirk at 13 under par, a 62 on Friday. He follows it up with a 66 on Saturday. He's 13 under, and he is two shots better than Eric Cole. The uh, leader going into moving day yesterday was Justin Sue, and uh, to put it plainly, Justin Sue, he hit the ball as well as he did on Friday, which is what put him into the lead, but he couldn't punt worth anything. He was 78th out of 80 remaining players in putting yesterday, and that is why he shot even par 70 and is three shots off the lead. But this is the type of day, and we saw last year when Daniel Burgerstone had the five-shot lead going into Sunday, and then he had gacked it all up by the time he got to the eighth tee box. Uh, especially conditions like this, not a lot of wind, and you can go for some of these pins. Uh, even a two-shot lead, a three-shot lead, a four-shot lead, it is not safe. It almost makes me hesitant to root for Chris Kirk. Like, I want this guy to go all the way, but hey, a three-shot lead is not that's safe considering what we saw last year with Daniel Berger. We mentioned that. So, Chris, I'm sure he's really excited to get out here and realize that there's no wind at all. Like, not even these palm trees are moving right now. Not, there's not a single – I mean, it is just maybe a, a light wafting breeze. It's a golfer's right dream. Now. And so, uh, I, I, Chris Kirk is someone who you mentioned, hey, I want to root for this guy. You should root for this guy. He is a true – fan favorite, someone that you want to back, someone that you want to follow, someone who has battled demons. He has had alcohol problems. He left the tour to uh, get himself right. Uh, only played a handful of times in 2020. He uh, miraculously saved his PGA Tour card about a year and a half ago, and here he is on the verge of a, a win, and it has been several years since he's won a tournament. Charles Schwab Challenge 2018, the last time that this man has won a tournament. So Chris Kirk uh, sits here today with a two-shot lead. He'll tee off at 135. And we were talking about Chris Kirk yesterday. He was so nonchalant after the 62 one-off-the-course record Friday that thrust him into contention, thrust him into the top five, where he's saying, uh, hey, I, uh, I'm just going to go back to my place and uh, I'm going to uh, throw the baseball around. Like that, that, that is, uh, that, that, that guy 
feels no pressure. He was even talking about it yesterday. Like, I feel like I'm hitting the ball well. I haven't won this year, but I've played well enough to realize that it's going to come to me. He has a very sunshiny outlook, and I suppose when you've been through what he's been through, or he's been at the lowest of low, I suppose that's the mindset that you take after an experience like that. It is the mindset you take. I love the way you worded that, because if you do it any other way, a way that you're not used to, or a way that you're not comfortable with, you'll fold. So right. just wake up, do the same routine, toss the baseball around if that's what gets you ready to come out here and compete at the golf course on the highest level on the PGA Tour. So whatever floats your boat, Chris, hopefully he threw the baseball around last night. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. A little uh, contention uh, baseball toss. Chris Kirk, 13 under par. Eric Cole at 11 under. Justin Sue, the Saturday leader, three shots back at 10 under. Then there's the face of this tournament, arguably Shane Lowry, who is nine under par. So he's going to try and exercise some demons from last year. As we said, he led on the back nine on Sunday, and then he got to 18 T-box. Seb Straka had just wrapped up, and uh, Shane Lowry needed a birdie to force a playoff, and that is when the deluge began. I'm not sure. I've seen uh, harder rain in 17 years of attending this tournament than what I saw with Shane Lowry. Poor Shane Lowry standing on the T-box, uh, getting ready to tee off on 18, needing a birdie. As soon as those raindrops began to fall, Shane Lowry knew, yeah, this ain't happening happening. There's no way I'm birdieing this hole. And sure enough, it didn't happen. And Sepp Straka with the win. Now, Shane Lowry also, uh, this is a, an emotional Sunday. Back on Thursday, his uncle, uh, in, a, in a very unexpected manner, passed away. So he's been playing with a heavy heart. He was telling media yesterday he thought about outright packing up and heading home uh, after the passing of his uncle. But he had several family members who said, no, 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 no. You stay. You win this tournament. You play. This is your tournament. You play well at PGA National, so his family members talked him into it. And despite all that, he's four shots off the lead. That's very, very much for Shane Lowry within striking distance, especially, again, you, I want to reiterate it, this is scoring, scoring, scoring conditions all the way through today, it appears. Yeah, we know how far he is off the lead, and he has the third shortest odds out of the entire field. I find that really interesting. Like They have a lot of confidence in Shane. So Chris Kirk about even money. Shane Lowry only 6-1. to one. So they have confidence that he can do this. I'm sure he does as well when he approaches his first tee box today that he's within striking distance. And if you go ahead and birdie 2-3 on the front, I mean, it's game on on the yeah. back. And I, and I think Shane Lowry down the stretch has, has been known to be clutch and knock down some putts in big moments. So I expect Shane Lowry to make some noise today, shake things up a little bit. I just, I hate to continue to rub it in here on Daniel Berger last year because <laughs> uh, that was... That was sad. And this is a guy in Daniel Berger who uh, brought Podrick Harrington several years ago into a playoff in his first Honda Classic appearance, the Dwyer grad who went in. And we thought it was just going to be a cakewalk last year on Sunday. Five-shot lead going into Sunday. We had basically, on this show, I sat here in this exact same spot off the 10th tee box on Honda Classic Live and said, coronation coming for <laughs> Daniel Berger. So that was my attempt at a kiss of death to him. But I didn't realize if he was going to lose the tournament that he was going to lose it in the first six, seven, eight holes. I mean, he was a disaster from the start. And so my point is, it was very similar conditions up until... Shane Lowry hit the 18 tee box. Uh, but going into Sunday, the conditions were very similar last year. And Daniel Berger couldn't go out and score. Sometimes pressure catches up to you. And that's another factor here. You've got a bunch of guys who have not been in this situation before on the PGA Tour. A chance to win it. Eric Cole. 
He hasn't been in this situation before. Justin Sue. He hasn't been in this situation before. The only guy who has been is Chris Kirk. But it's been a handful of years since he has truly been in a spot, been in the lead going into Sunday. So how are these guys all going to manage this? Or is the veteran going to find a way? And that experience, even though it's been a while, is going to propel them to victory. There's a lot of unknowns today. There are a lot of unknowns, and I think that's what makes it really fun here on Championship Sunday. God, I, I, I can't stop looking at these trees just not even moving an inch. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I'm sure these golfers are I mean, are you so can excited. attack these pins. Attack them. 100%. And so the Honda Classic post did a uh, kind of a map, a diagram of the hole placements, and th there's all these calculations, all these geometry numbers, and I'm you know clicking on it at, as if I know what I'm looking at, <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, okay, well at least let me go check the replies. So some people were explaining yeah. in their still the who doesn't believe in irons, he just hits driver <laughs> and then prays. So I was trying to do the map, but it is friendly. It seems like it's a friendly course today for all these guys. And I remember we chatted yesterday on Honda Classic Live, Justin Sue, right, one of the rookies who was the top of the leaderboard. I said, I don't think this guy can hold it together. Like, it's just, yeah. it's never been done at PJ National. Like, we see these guys time and time again on Saturday and Sunday. So I do expect, like I said prior, Shane Lowry or, or Chris Kirk just to steamroll the competition today. And I know we did say that last year with Daniel Berger. It's always interesting with these guys that go to college in-state. So Daniel Berger was a Florida State grad. Billy Horschel, a guy everybody was rooting for earlier on the Thursday and the Friday, a Florida Gator grad. And, uh... Yeah, just fold up shot. None of these guys are able to get it done, so expect it from somewhere else. Now, Justin Sue, to be fair to him, though, uh, it's not that he couldn't hold up to anything. He couldn't hold up to, to the pressure yesterday. Problem is, the guy just could not putt. He hit the ball extremely well. He struck the ball very well, put himself in scoring positions, but he also, 18 was the apex the story of his day in a microcosm, he hits it to the upper right fringe with that upper right pin placement, and what does he do? He three putts his way into the clubhouse to keep himself at even par. Had a chance to shoot a 69, go in two shots off the lead, but Justin Sue, that three putt on 18, was the epitome of his day. I mean, that, that told the whole story right there. The man just could not read the greens, and he said as much. He said, hey, I struck the ball well. I thought I putted well. My pace was good, but I couldn't read these greens for anything, and that will maybe be the equalizer today. With no wind, you can go for it, but these greens are fast, fast out here. You're going to be really disappointed in me here, but... uh. Drive for show, putt for dough. I mean, Sue's going to come out of here broke. I wanted, to throw, <laughs> I wanted to throw around a cliche one, but seriously, though, on a day like this when you can't attack the pins, whoever putts the most clean, whoever reads their lines the best is going to win this tournament. And if yeah. that's a Chris Kirk, a guy who's been dialed since Friday, I think that's where you're lean. If you're just uh, somebody casually watching or you need to know, right, where to put your money on or who to root for. I think Chris Kirk's going to be the one today. He's the one who's putted the best. He's the one who's looked the most composed out there when his approaches and everything. I like Chris Kirk today. So Chris Kirk, the man who throws the baseball in his free time, <laughs> he is the leader at 13 under par. He gets going again at 135. Also, we've got to talk about Akshay Bhatia. He ended up being the star of yesterday other than Chris Kirk. Uh, if you were watching SportsCenter last night, you may have seen the man with the outstanding abs the six-pack who was hitting shots at the honda classic in knee-deep mud yeah that was akshay batia uh so so my question is before we talk about the man removing his shirt here at pga national and i actually have been shirtless here at pga national on the course that's a whole different story uh that had nothing to do with competing in a pga tour event and everything to do with me maybe a bit too many drinks inside the, uh, mm -hmm. the clubhouse um but but akshay batia on 15, he's in the bear trap, and he hits it over the green, and he walks down 
to to go hit his his third shot, and all of a sudden he's knee deep in mud. So he takes off his shirt because he's going to get spray action when he tries to make contact with the ball, and he chunks his first shot shirtless, and then he hits a good flop shot his second time around. My biggest question is, it hasn't rained in South Florida in about two weeks' time. Why Why is there knee-deep mud on 15? Where did that come from? How is that possible? Did somebody dump uh, an entire uh, beer truck load of water behind the green? Where is that mud on 15 that Bati is hidden from coming from? It hasn't rained here. We haven't seen a cloud in like two weeks in South Florida. If you're asking for an actual answer, I, I don't know. provide that for you. But if Andrew George comes over, the executive director of the Honda Classic, we need to ask him, we'll how come answers. there's quicksand off the green at 15? Where did that come from? Because the only water here at PGA National over the last two weeks has been the lake that's always here at PGA National to our right just off the 10th tee. And if you haven't seen the video yet, please go find it out there, audience, on social media. You can find it on Twitter. It's not that hard. But the video, I, I can it's it's really embarrassing. Dude, his abs are awesome. I mean, is that? But they're skinny guy abs. But they are. But that's fine. If you have abs, it doesn't matter how you get the abs. I don't think actually, Batia should be a power lifter. Well, skinny guy abs don't count though. They're like default abs. Oh, that's not fair at like, all. When's the last time you've seen a guy who weighs 150 pounds that has no abs? Like you, it's never. It's never been seen before. It's very unfair of you. That's too bad. That's very unfair. Actually, Batia eats well, clearly. <laughs> Takes care of his body. Just because he's a skinny guy doesn't mean that you rip apart his ability to have a six-pack. I mean, not only – sometimes people with their six-pack, they need to be in certain lighting to, to oh, have yeah. them show up. Actually, Batia, he is knee-deep in mud, and those abs still look spectacular. Even at his lowest moment yesterday, this man's hitting out of knee-deep mud, and those abs were on display, full flow. Alleged. And, and, and I mean, I'll be honest, live golf thinks that we're the rock star type of golf. I don't know. And I am proudly married. I've got my two kids with me here today. I'll say this, though. If more fit PGA Tour players just want to start taking off shirts and hitting wedges, I'd say, you know what? I'm gonna. I am going to to watch that because I am appreciative of the six pack. Hey kids, you're such a fan of the team names and live, right? What about shirtless men? Yeah, in the I was gonna say. Hey, you want you want team golf? How about ab golf? Akshay Bhatia bringing the PGA Tour to new heights. I'm good with that. Uh, so so that was really the 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 most memorable, most viral viral no, uh, moment of yesterday was Bhatia on 15. And again. Where in God's name is that mud coming from? There has been no rain down here in two weeks. Like, how does that happen? Did we spill something there? Uh, did the NBC broadcast team drop a cooler full of melted ice? Where is that mud coming from? Do we have some sort of underground flow from the uh, from from the, the water near 15 mm. in the bear trap? What's happening More here? More toxic waste. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's toxic waste, but I think that we should talk with the folks at PGA National. Why do we have a veritable quicksand pit by 15? I'm all for this course being hard, but it's hard enough without a cartoonish quicksand pit there. So my real question is, compare the embarrassment level that he went through yesterday, chunking that ball in knee-deep mud to something in another sport. Because, like I said, if you haven't seen the video, so he takes off his clothes. And we know golfers are already very, very slow to make moves. So, obviously, this oh, is yeah. a 20-minute extravaganza. He thought this through. But you know what? If I had those abs like Akshay Bhatia, and I have abs, but Akshay Bhatia's abs are often pied abs, it would take me two seconds to decide, oh, you know what? I'm taking the shirt off. Yeah, but then you take the socks off, you take the shoes yeah. off, you take everything else off, the belt comes off, and then all of a sudden you swing and you chunk the ball right. to literally two well, feet Well, let's in front not forget before that. 
he loses half his leg into a mud pit. Uh, right. That was – so everything was fine up until that point. I would have started to see Red get angry once I lost half my leg into the mud. Um, now, after the fact, and I hope he hears me raving about his abs – I hope he feels no shame and embarrassment after what happened on 15 yesterday. Because, again, Akshay Bhatia showed that these PGA Tour pros, a lot of them are taking care of their bodies. Again, maybe he has a, a very fast metabolism. Uh, he can't help it, but he's got a little peck action. But the abs were there for all to see. Um, but the chunk was bad. And you could tell that was going to happen because he was shook from, from, from just falling knee-deep into mud. I have a real problem with you, guy, with you giving this guy respect for his body. Skinny Bro. guy abs don't count as Bro, abs. you can be skinny and be flabby. He, no, he, he's see, skinny no, and has a six-pack. Akshay Bhatia has a six-pack, a veritable six-pack that deserves attention. And he put it on full display yesterday. Physically, it is a default set of abs. It is the abs that you are given by weighing a certain <laughs> amount. No. It, he, it's a thing. He li that looked like a, a plant-based diet. He's putting the work <laughs> in right, right there. Because also, too, <laughs> you're sitting here judging this man in his abs saying, oh, it's just from being skinny. Sent by a man who, after midnight every night, is pounding 2,000 calories or something. Well, so don't give me that. Well, I mean, I didn't ask. You don't I, have the discipline of an Akshay Bhatia. Just say it. And honestly, if I were on the PGA Tour, the only event that it's coming off at is the waste management. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's the norm. Because there. it's the norm. It's Harry Higgs style. It's all these guys, <laughs> Joel Dahman, who the guys who uh -huh. actually want to take the shirts off. But That's right. I had a problem with you giving them a lot of confidence. Because, come on, those are skinny guy abs. They don't count. But, but I, I'll give it to I you. I like your question. What is the what is the other sport equivalent to what uh, Akshay Batio went through yesterday, where it is humiliating to step knee-deep into mud? I, I guess it's, I don't know. Is it... Swinging at a pitch three feet in front of the plate, you get crossed up so bad that you can't check your swing, uh, or you fall down trying to steal a base or trying to stretch a double into a triple, or I guess in football, if you shank a kickoff, like what is that same level? Because at least, like at least Akshay Bhatia could say, "Hey, look how good I look." Those other guys, they're just biffed out there. <laughs> Face planting on the uh, on the infield dirt or on the uh, on the turf. I guess you got to ask yourself, you know, when do they face that much embarrassment? Is it a butt fumble? Is, <laughs> oh, is oh, it? oh, you know what? Maybe it is that level. But if if Akshay Bhatia would have would have hit his wedge out of the mud and it came back up and hit him in the face, that's butt fumble. Okay, there you he go. He just chunked it. Everybody chunks it every once in a while, even in decent conditions. Again, Akshay Bhatia, though, chunked it knee-deep in mud, but his abs look spectacular while doing it. So it's totally fine. That saves the entire thing, in my mind. To, I mean, to, skinny guy. To, to each their own. Yeah, skinny guy abs don't count, but at least he, he made it into the weekend. We're going to keep seeing him playing golf. I mean, that's, that's the most you can hope for for a guy like that, yeah. Who, whose name we haven't seen before, right. whose name we won't know after today. <laughs> no, no. At least he got his one viral moment here at, at PJ National. By the way, if I'm the NBC broadcast team today, just real quick, this is a word of advice, okay? You have a player of Indian descent like Akshay Bhatia is. My word of advice is someone who's been a broadcaster for an awful long time. I wouldn't make mention of how tan the man is. When you have a player of Indian descent, just stay away from... From any description of said skin color, probably. Okay? It's just going to, and again, there was no ill intent. There's no ill intent there from the NBC broadcast team. But again, when you have a player of Indian descent, probably throwing out the, ah, oh, tennis player on tour. 
not a great move. Yeah, and you got to feel for the partner, too, right? If you were to drop one of those lines and I'm sitting next to you and we're on the broadcast, <laughs> either I uh, am just trying to keep it together or I'm going to give you the side eye or I'm going to slap you in the arm. It's like, <laughs> come on. It's like, bro, come on. no. Like, I know what you mean, but no, no. Did you not think that went through? <laughs> yeah, like, just resist the urge. Focus on the shot. Sure. There was so much to focus on, too, like his abs. Talk about his abs. Don't talk about the complexion of his skin. Talk about his abs. Talk about the fact he just was up to his thigh in mud. Like that stuff. Yeah, or stick to the golf, right? <laughs> stick to now. He has to oh, go up and man. down for par. Or he has to save this one for bogey, right? Just try to stay away from some of By that By the stuff. way, I love how we're giving advice. If anybody's listening to our show every day at noon, Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Are we towing that line on a daily, almost minute-to-minute <laughs> basis? Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. Chris Kirk is the leader at 13 under par. He has a two shot lead final day and it is packed and what's funny you can tell you've got some people families that are coming out they're fresh faced they had a nice restful evening they're bringing the kids out bringing the family out and you can tell the people that were out here yesterday at PGA National who went to the after party who are just sort of zombieing their way through the gates right now uh, for, for this Sunday you've got rested people then you've got this person was partying till 3 a.m. and now is back out for a Sunday in the heat here at the Honda Classic. If you're worried that's you, chances are it is you because we can tell, okay? Chris Kirk's the leader. When we come back, my favorite storyline of the day, there is a player in contention here at the Honda Classic. If he wins today, he has to cancel his wedding. We'll tell the story when we come back. He's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN 1063's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. Honda Classic Live. Championship Sunday here at PGA National. Chris Kirk, what a story he is. He's battled alcohol problems, had to take time away from golf to address those. And here he is, the Sunday leader at the Honda Classic, a two-shot lead. But again, with the conditions, there is going to be a lot of going for it throughout the course. This has been one of the most gettable PGA National this course has been in the last several years. And so look out because there are a lot of guys that can go for numbers today. It won't be just Chris Kirk. The 1X factor, not the wind, which it usually is, but how fast the greens are. And so that is the major storyline going into today. Chris Kirk is your leader at 13 under par. Stone Lebanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka. It's Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. By the way, if you are scoring at home, the purse is $8.4 million for this year's Honda Classic. The winner gets $1,512,000. Second place, $915,600. Third place, $579,600. And it goes all the way down through the players who all made the cut. The 80th player, $15,540. Nice. So you can just chunk it around, hack it around, and you still got almost $16,000 in the pocket. For you and me, Stone, we'll take that every day. I mean, we'll take that every day. We'll go out and on purpose. I'll chunk, I'll it, chunk it on purpose, absolutely. Now, speaking of at least considering chunking it 
on purpose on go. this Sunday here at PGA National. I'm not saying he's going to. All I'm saying is that I wouldn't be surprised if it crossed his mind. I want to tell you the tale of Ben Taylor, okay? So Ben Taylor is in contention. He is four shots off the lead. He is at nine under par. He is in the second to final group here on this Sunday at PGA National. Ben Taylor, he has an issue. He has a problem. And I read to you from Golf Digest. There's no doubt that Ben Taylor sitting four back of Chris Kirk will be looking to overcome the final round deficit to win his first tour event. The 30-year-old has bounced back and forth between the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour over the last few years, and a victory at PGA National would provide some welcome job security, though if he comes up short, he may breathe a sigh of relief. That's because the Englishman is to marry his fiance during the week of the Players' Championship, and should Taylor win the Honda Classic, he would earn a spot in that field. Banks said he had a conversation with his fiance, and he said, I asked, I was asked what happens if you win to get into the field, and he said, well, I'm probably going to have to miss it, but I might cancel the wedding to prepare for the Masters. So, there's at least a chance that this man, who's been back and forth between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour, will win at the Honda Classic today. If he can erase the four-shot deficit, makes the field at the Players' Championship, and has to tell his fiance, sorry, we got to move the wedding back. To which she might say, well, how about we just don't have the wedding? Well, then he would say, then, well, that's too bad because I pay the bills. So here we go. We're going to do it. I mean, this, oh. is, this, is, this is a now whole. Now you don't know that. This is a whole big thing, though, right? I was trying to be funny. And I was trying to make a joke. I don't necessarily know that. But <laughs> I would like to imagine the reason that you uh, get into a relationship with Ben, maybe because he's on tour, maybe because he plays you know, professional golf. Hey, I already have a great personality. <laughs> you see, this is where we're going with this yeah. now. So it's a really tough spot to be in because if you want to continue to press, press, press and play the sport that you love and travel around the country and give your kids everything that they need and all that, you got to play golf. So this is a really tough spot. As a, as a 24-year-old, I think you're asking the wrong person. So I'm curious here because, like, you can always have a wedding, right? You can't always play in the, in the Players' Championship. So... I'm torn on this, but it brings up an interesting discussion about conflicts in sports. And by the way, uh, we're joined now by the president of the Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC. He is the man. And I believe he's going to be part of our 20 straight hours live on air Friday. Pat Rooney, Jr., celebrating our 20th anniversary at ESPN West Palm. Pat? Thank Ken, you for joining us. Ken, I'm taking the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> shift that day. So that's when you thrive. Those are, those that's are, when I'm up and going. That's man. right. Those are the prime hours for Pat Rooney Jr. So, so, um, so this Ben Taylor story, I love it. This is maybe my favorite story of the final day here at the Honda Classic because this man, do you go for it knowing that you might have to say, hey, we spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to plan this wedding, uh, and two weeks before, ah, sorry, we're going to have to push it back, or do you just start chunking it on the back nine and say, oh, it just wasn't my day? No, there is no chunking involved <laughs> in this situation. If you have a chance to go play in the players' You know, players championship. You're going to take it. You can like. I think what you're saying. You can get married anytime. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with deposits and all that other <laughs> right, stuff. Right. But the the, the 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 chance for immortality to yeah. win the TPC, you got to do it. I mean, you got to go play it. So, uh, you know what's funny is that never before in human history has there been someone who has postponed a wedding for the opportunity to go to Duval County. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is that the first time the ever. First. Might be the first. But we're, in this we're, case, I would. That's right. We're 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 about to see history. Uh, so I, I, I'm wondering. You've been I- involved in sports for such a long time in, in a variety of capacities. Has there ever been a major conflict that you've had where life and sports have intersected, and you've had to make a very tough decision? Not me personally, Ken, because sports always takes precedence. You can ask my wife. There's no <laughs> everything there's no, She even that. knows it. Yeah. She's like, oh, the Masters is on our and forget uh-huh. it, we're not going shopping. <laughs> so, I, no, to me, especially during football season, you know, I, I, that was kind of the pact we made, at least for me personally, when we got married. Like, Sundays are sacred. So, occasional Saturdays, depending on how well my Clemson Tigers are doing, uh-huh. that could be sacred too. But, but for the most part, she knows – if, if we're in football season, Sundays, nothing's happening. Respect. Uh, so I've had a couple of instances where it's been awkward for me. And, and typically, my, my uh, wife understands. She knows. My family understands. They know that, like, hey, uh, FAU, football, basketball, everything revolves around that. And then you figure it out after the fact. The summers then, there's a, a – in, in our marriage contract, it's a mandated family vacation before football season starts. But uh, we planned several years ago a trip to Europe to visit um, someone on my wife's side of the family. And this is back when FAU basketball was, well, bad. They were bad. And so, <laughs> you're right, right. And so we weren't anticipating any sort of postseason basketball. And it was Dusty May's first year. Oh, because Dusty May is a good coach. I didn't know him yet. They, sure enough, they go play in the, the CIT. Um, it, you know, a lesser tournament, but it's postseason basketball. FAU hasn't been in that spot in a long time. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the dates. And I'm like, uh oh, if they win a game in the first round of this thing, the second game is the day we're supposed to fly to Europe. And so I hate to admit it, and I think this is the first time I'm admitting this oh God. publicly right here on ESPN 106.3. I obviously wanted FAU to win their first CIT game, but a big part of me was also sort of silently rooting against them because that would have been an awkward conversation to have with Florida Atlantic and how do I justify, oh yeah, I planned a vacation during the time of postseason basketball but they did fortunately lose their first round there game. There you go, so you Problem didn't have to avoided. worry about that. Right, right, you exactly. Have to worry about and so now, with FAU potentially on the doorstep of the NCAA tournament, the schedule's cleared. There, there, is, there is nothing there. Uh, I am curious, when have you had a conflict involving a sporting event? When have you had a conflict involving a sporting event? Uh, like Ben Taylor, who if he wins today, the Honda Classic, he might have to postpone his wedding because he's in the Players' Championship field, but his wedding is that weekend. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So Pat Rooney Jr., by the way, president of Palm Beach Kennel Club, joins us here, Honda Classic, uh, live on ESPN 106.3. You came racing over over here after spending the morning at PBKC. You had the uh, sports card memorabilia as you do on Sundays. We were out there broadcasting live. J-Mart and and Theo Dorsey were over there. How was it this morning? It was great. Uh, You know, good crowd. We we moved going from every month to now quarterly, so I think it just builds the anticipation a little bit more. So we had a great crowd there this morning. And I did want to say, Ken, I tried to get out of there early, but Theo and J-Mart both held me hostage completely against my will. So I would have been here a half hour ago, but you can blame those, those guys. Those two conspiring against yes. us at all times. Absolutely. I want to ask you, when did you start bringing in the the sports and memorabilia auction? How long has it been at PBK? Well, it was actually our, our card room manager, uh, Noah Carbone. He came up with the idea, hey, sports memorabilia is kind of a big thing, trading the cards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, more than just baseball cards, it's everything. So uh, he came up with the idea, and... 
and uh, it was a, it's a, been at least two years, and I want to say it might be three. And, and it, the first couple of them were like super, you know, popular and everything else. So greedy as we are, we we say, well, let's do it every month, and yeah. and that kind of took away, I think, from it a little bit. So we're going back to kind of the initial. Let's just do it, you know, on, on sort of a special occasion every three months. And and this was the first one we've done after a little bit of a break, and the the vendors and the people are back in droves. So I think that we found our sweet spot with it. And we're going to do it like every three months, and uh, the, the the memorabilia. Uh, uh, market is unbelievable. People, th- these cards are, are trained for thousands. Some of them are thousands. Uh, the Tom Brady rookie card is something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't get it, but I, I mean, <laughs> to each his own. Yeah. Everybody wants something. So well, I do know J Mart lives in that world a lot, and, and he swears by it again. When, when is the next, do you know off the top of your head, next uh, sports card memorabilia auction at PBKC? So it's February, March, April, May. So we're probably going to do one in May. I would guess, yeah, it'll probably be like the last uh, Sunday in May. Okay. And and, uh, and then it'll be every you know three months after that. So uh, so we're trying to hit what while people are here during the season, but also those folks that are local and don't want to deal necessarily with the crowds. We'll do one in May, probably do one in uh, August, September, and then back again like in December. So it'll be good. I, I don't think I'm I'm overstepping any bounds uh, asking you. I have to imagine PBKC uh, is going to be a headquarters for NCAA tournament watching in the uh, starting in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. I mean, if you've been over to the paddock room, we've, we put so many TVs in there that you can't see anything else but <laughs> TV. So it's all uh, TVs all the time, right? So if you want to watch a sporting event, we're going to have it on. We're going to have it on high definition, right in your face. You got each each table has its own individual TV as well. So if you want to watch whatever game's on. We're going to have it on. So you've got the NCAA tournament coming up, Paddock Room, Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC. Also, last couple of years, and last year especially, myself, Pat Rooney Jr., Pierre Garcon, broadcast live from the Paddock Room for the NFL Draft. So that's on the way. Uh, So basically, your sports headquarters is PBKC. That Paddock Room is perfect. There is no place better in Palm Beach County to sit down and watch sports because, like Pat said, it's TV, 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 TV all over the place. Now, as we're joined by Pat Rooney Jr., president of PBKC, you are someone who's a stalwart in this community. You have not only worked in the community, you've worked for the community in a political capacity as well. Um, But the Honda Classic, uh, it truly is the end of an era with Honda leaving as the title sponsor 42 years. That is older than yours truly that Honda has been the title sponsor of this event. Um, It is amazing that 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 company, this tournament, they have ingrained themselves in the community. This This is the event of the community, and Honda is a big part of that. Absolutely. It's a shame in a way, you know, because I, I'm sure if things could have broke a little bit differently, Honda wanted to stay in. But obviously, listen, if the PGA Tour is making some decisions on what events we're going to kind of make the players go to and schedule them and that kind of stuff. And Honda has not got felt the love really over the last few years about you know, the positioning and the schedule, and then they come up with the tier system of what right. you know, what what events and, they want to play. And I think it's in. a shame that this is not an elevated this event with how difficult this course is. I, I completely agree with you, Ken. It's so ridiculous. This is one of the top courses. I, I If you ask the players, they'll tell you. this is It's, it's not U.S. Open, but it's close. Yep. It's close to that quality of a course. And to get to play this every year, it preps you for the Masters and the, and the right. other majors. Right. 
So I mean, objectively, this is the, the the most difficult course in the early part of the PGA ab- Tour schedule. Absolutely. And, and and listen, they can make it a lot harder if they want to. The sure. greens are ridiculously quick. If they put them in certain the pins in certain positions, these guys, if you remember just a few years ago, one over was winning this. Two over right. was winning it. That's right. unheard of on, right. a, on a regular tour stop event. So I, it's a shame that it's ending. I hope they find another sponsor, and I hope they keep it here. You know, this tournament did move around a lot. It was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was over at Mirasol. wasn't quite as successful as it is has been here. It's been down in Broward. Again, I don't think it's been as, as successful as Ken Kennerly and his crew have made it here. This is really an event. It's much more than just a sporting event. It's an actual social event. It's a party. It's right. fun. Right. But the golf is also a number one. So I, you have the best of both worlds here, and I, I hope they figure out the powers to be, figure out a way to keep this thing going. And we hate to lose Honda, but somebody else, there's a vacuum now. There's somebody that can move in and, and really just hit the ground running with, with a, an awesome event that's already, you know, you can see the people coming in here. I'm, I'm curious because you've been in hospitality in this realm for a long time, you and your family here in Palm Beach County over at PBKC. And you mentioned Ken Kennerly and now Andrew George, the executive director. From the time this moved to PGA National, and I'm not trying to, to age you here, but you, you've seen it as it's grown first year here to what it's become where year after year it's the number one hospitality event voted on the PGA Tour. Uh, can you even properly put into words the growth that this has had since it came to PGA National? That, that's a tough proposition. It, it's spectacular in my opinion because again this was, this was not a huge event when it was down in Broward. It was at uh, Eagle Trace. It was down at Heron Bay. They're nice courses, but not at this level. M- move it up here. Put it in Mirasol. Again, very nice. Two golf courses there that are very nice, but not quite at this level, in my opinion. Jack Nicholas. this is one of his signature golf courses. Um, I, I, I just think that Ken took this from, from being the kind of a middle of the road, yeah, we'll watch it if nothing else is on TV, to you know, having Tiger Woods here, having Rory right. McIlroy, having these guys that would never normally playing this event. I don't care if they live here. They just never would normally play here. To get the, that quality of player to play here and compete and play well, I think is a testament to Ken, Ed McEnroe, who used to be the tournament director now, Andrew. Uh, th- th- that team is just such a solid team and, and they, they've made this a, a must, not only must-see event, but a must-go-to event. And that's, that's hard to do with golf. Hey, Nothing really happens if you look at it until the back nine on Sunday. They get people coming here for the practice rounds on Tuesday and Wednesday. Right, exactly, exactly. So I I, I don't want to uh, – the the reason you came to PGA National was not to waste your time with uh, with Stone and I. I do want to give you the opportunity to go watch him golf. No, no, I'm having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do want to ask you here, uh, before we we go to break, uh, what's coming up at PBKC uh, just, uh, you know, next couple of weeks, next month or so? Yeah, we we, – as you mentioned we've obviously got a lot of sporting events coming up here uh we've got gary player who's going to be one of our lunch with the legends on april 17th so that'll be a lot of fun and then i know no's got a couple world series type event with poker happening uh in march so there's going to be a lot happening if you're a poker player if you just want to come and have good food and watch tv uh watch sports we got that too so there's always stuff happening at the kennel club pbkennelclub.com pbkennelclub.com the schedule of events what's going on that paddock room again i've said it before i'll say it again if you love watching sports if you love good food, you love to have a couple of drinks and watch sports, Paddock Room is where you go. PBKC, pbkennelclub.com, pbkennelclub.com. Pat Rooney Jr., the president of PBKC. Pat, thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming over here. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me on. Appreciate it, guys. Pat Rooney Jr. will come back here from the Honda Classic. Chris Kirk, the leader, 13 under par. He's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levick, a Honda Classic Live, ESPN 106.3.
You're listening to ESPN 106.3's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. This is normal, folks. <laughs> hey, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. Chris Kirk, also a man of the people. 13 under par. Two-shot lead. 1.35 tee time here at PGA National. Uh, it is, it's getting jammed. This is looking uh, about this time yesterday is when everybody started to fill in. Saturday's always a super jam-packed day here at PGA National. This is gearing up to be a big Sunday. Uh, and with all the discussion of the field, the field, where's the stars? I'm telling you, this is going to be close to 200000 again coming through the turnstiles on the weekend here for Andrew George and company at PGA National. And I love the Chris Kirk story. I especially love the Ben Taylor story. If he wins today, he may have to postpone his wedding because he's in the player cha- Players' Championship field that he wasn't anticipating. If you're Ben Taylor, by the way, and you are planning your wedding, why don't you do it in December? November, December. It's the, what Ben Taylor did is the same thing that people do when they plan a, a wedding in the fall in a football, on a football Saturday or a football Sunday. Why? Right. What are you doing? But this is his profession, so just do it in the winter. I would imagine that this wasn't his decision, right? He does play professional sports. He knows what his schedule looks like. He says, hey, babe, I don't think I'm going to be able to play in the players. I don't think I'm going to even get the nod. But, yeah, but I don't you got to his decision. believe I like in yourself. After his wife a lot. Have faith in yourself if you're Ben Taylor that maybe, just maybe, you're going to play in the Players' Championship. If you're a pro golfer, just plan your wedding in December, November, December. It's not hard. Like if you're a football fan, don't have a fall wedding. I had a spring wedding. Guess what that was? Smart. It was good because it didn't coincide with anything. There was no conflict anywhere. Wife was happy. I was happy. Friends were happy. We had a nice quick ceremony. Then we had a buffet-style afternoon reception with unlimited margaritas. And life was good. You know what I was at the end of that? Cloudy. That was putting it nicely. I I was cloudy at the end of my wedding. And it was perfect. With all this being said, though, where are you leaning? Who do you like to come out on top today? (sighs) I, I just think... And I know it's been a while for Chris Kirk, but his experience carries him today. I just think Chris Kirk, he, he's been the most consistent player all week long. He's put together back-to-back 62-66. Chris Kirk, all he needs to shoot today, I, and he can do it. I think he, if he shoots 67-68, Chris Kirk wins it. Okay, I mean, I can't disagree with any of that, but there are so many guys on here that make you laugh, right? You have a, a guy like Seb Straka who won this thing last year. Shane Lowry, who I think is more than capable than coming back from down and behind four strokes. A local Eric Cole from Delray Beach, and then a, yeah. a rookie. So, like, the slate is filled with narratives and storylines here, but I don't want to go against Chris either. We gave him some love yesterday. We've continued to give him some love today. I, I think there's a lot going with Chris Kirk, and I think he's going to – Putt for dough today. So you mentioned 1.5. 1.5, just over $1.5 million. Eric Cole, uh, you mentioned Delray Beach resident. Uh, and so so Eric Cole hopefully avoids the same type of catastrophe 
that Palm Beach County resident Daniel Berger did last year on Sunday. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it would, I, it's a hard for me to beat around that bush and, and tread that one lightly, but I guess my answer is yes. That's what you're trying to avoid, ultimately. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Steve Politiner, who has been asked about, Steve Politiner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. You can hear him ask Steve's every week. Ken Levick alive, noon Eastern time, every day on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Steve texts, a guy like Ben Taylor most likely would have thought he needs to keep his fall open for the events that are easier to get into and gear up to qualify for 2024. But I have another idea. Just get married on a Monday. Always an off day. Great money saver, and your friends will understand, given your profession. Now, Steve is the smartest person I know, and he instills his wisdom every week on Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. got the gears turning. But I can't imagine anything worse, a bigger letdown than a Monday wedding, unless it was on a holiday. Well, okay, so like, what if you had a Labor Day wedding or a Memorial Day wedding? So it's a simple case of set your expectations. So obviously you're not going to a Monday wedding to get trashed. It's not something that you have on the agenda once your buddy tells you, hey, we're changing the wedding to Monday. You adjust your expectations say, okay, plan on catching a buzz. Maybe if you can call off work Tuesday, call off work Tuesday. We'll have a good time. So I think I agree with Steve because if you're a friend of a professional PGA golfer, and he's in the mix in these tournaments, and he's down here in South Florida giving people hell. Yeah, I think you do what he says, and you listen. When he says go left, you go left. I think that's just how it works. So We wouldn't know. Uh, so, so, again, this does remind me of when I scheduled a European trip uh, right in the middle of the college basketball postseason, and then FAU made the basketball postseason, uh, and I was suddenly in a very, very difficult spot where I might have to tell FAU, hey, I didn't believe in the team that they were going to play postseason basketball, so I've got to go to Europe. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to be doing that instead of calling FAU postseason basketball. Also, there was a year there was a year uh, that this was 2005 all the way in the yesteryear of 2005 me youngster growing up in the Chicago area the Chicago White Sox baseball team won the World Series uh, so it was getting near Thanksgiving time and typically we would drive four hours to rural Indiana to spend time with my mother's side of the family right that was a Thanksgiving tradition okay Dana Indiana population about 50 oh, all right God. there's like two street lights in the entire oh. town so my father and I were still riding high from the White Sox championship, right? We went to the parade in the city of Chicago. It was a glorious time. Best sports moment of my life just ahead of the Cubs choking in 2003 with the Steve Bartman game to the Marlins. I'm a very petty sports fan. But uh, it's getting around Thanksgiving time, and it is commemorative DVD release time for the White Sox championship DVD. This was back when DVDs were a thing. Okay, two thousand five. So, so it sounds like you're kind it of was it was a big up. thing. No, 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 no. It was a big thing. So uh, the the local sports station in Chicago, the sports only station, was going to premiere the championship DVD on on their network. And so <laughs> this is must see television for my father and myself. And it was going to happen. Um, the the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So my dad and I are like, oh, man. Like, telling my mom, you know, you've, you've done a lot. You've been worn down. You've been working an awful lot. Why don't we just do Thanksgiving here this year? We don't, need to, we don't need to go to Indiana. Let's just spend one year. We're all worn down. We're all tired. We've got a lot going on. Why don't we just, why don't we just stay up here? And we talked to my mom into keeping Thanksgiving oh, in the Chicago area. It worked. And we watched the premiere 
of the 2005 Chicago White Sox DVD. Uh, so those darkened stories, you should buy one. Those are going to be syrup. Those are going to be, they've been sitting out in 90 degree heat for the last like three days. I don't want you getting ill. That will be on us and uh, we don't have waiver forms for you to sign. But we got uh, my, my uh, I'm going to scream. We talked to my mother into, into staying up and uh, so my dad and I sat down on the couch Watch the World Series commemorative DVD. I love that, but you know what, Ken? I'm actually getting really pissed off at the amount of people, mm -hmm. the amount of people on an hour broadcast mm -hmm. that are walking up to us, speaking to us as if we're not live on the radio, <laughs> know, and then two, trying to grab three lukewarm <laughs> mixed rum drinks in a can right. and, and, and speaking to us of, hey, can I take it? Hey, no, you can't take it. So, so let me there's three of them and they're aligned beautifully in, in the way that I placed them and they're lukewarm. Right. So, so Gosling's The Dark and Stormy legendary drink. It is absolutely delicious. Um, so we, good. we have been helping Gosling's uh, to expose people to their new canned Dark and Stormy. There's black cherry, there's mango, there's pineapple, there's three flavors. They're all delicious. All of them delicious you know what's not delicious though dark and stormies in a can that have been sitting in the heat because they've been modeled on our table for four straight days at this point and and this is no disrespect to goslings because i love dark and stormies i love goslings they're the official uh rum and ginger beer sponsor of the honda classic that said any drink like this, if it sits in the heat for four days, is going to become hardened. It's almost like Jurassic Park with the amber, uh, mm -hmm. and the mosquito gets caught in it. It's sort of like, now it's canned amber right now. You don't want to drink this, okay? So if you come up to the ESPN West Palm 10 off the 10th tee at the Honda Classic, don't ask to take the dark and stormy cans because you're going to be drinking pure syrup at this point, okay? You can, for a very reasonable price, go out onto the course and buy yourself a canned dark and stormy mango black cherry, or pineapple, especially in the Gosling's Bear Trap. Good enough? Um, you know what? I just decided I'm going to give it to the next person that asks. <laughs> because I want them to drink it's, it. It's come to that point. Uh, real quick, I think Chris Kirk wins. You're going Chris Kirk? We're rocking out with Chris. I love it. Both Chris of us. Kirk's going to hang on. He's going to have the Saturday lead. He's going to have the Sunday lead. Chris Kirk, Stone and I say he'll be the winner of the Honda Classic. Come out to the 10th tee. Check out the ESPN West Palm tent. Thanks for listening to us all weekend. And have a great Sunday at PGA National if you're coming out, which you should be. He's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. This has been Honda Classic Live on ESPN. 106.3.